Hello and welcome to this uh, new episode. The topic uh, remains death, and uh, I have been uh, with the lockdown about to end, and a lot of people a little happier than before. Uh, I was thinking whether I should continue having this conversation on death, but the kind of responses I have uh, got to the first. episode that we uh, put up i think it remains a topic that we need to speak of so thank you we always need to speak of this topic because it's an eternal mm. topic mm. and uh, it's a fact of life yes. and uh, it's not a subject that should be ignored at any time because what happens is that most of us are completely not equipped to deal with a subject mm. like this or even the matter of death and it is always going to be a part of our life you know later we will lose our loved ones and our loved ones will lose us mm. and we all need to know what to do in a situation like that uh, you have uh, preempted uh, where we could have gone and i like this because this is a different flavor to my usual first question so um, w- wouldn't somebody call this approach that you just mentioned as Mm-hmm. Uh, a very morbid way to look at life. Actually, I don't think it's morbid at all. I think it's a very, very positive and interesting way to look at life because end of the day, life goes on, and what happens most of the time. I think at the outset, I must uh, here tell you that I am not someone who has had to deal with it firsthand. Okay. Uh, and touch wood, maybe remain so. But I am also one of those people who don't know what to do when someone goes to it. When someone close to me or an acquaintance goes to it, I don't know what to do. I'm the lost soul. I try and avoid that conversation. I try and avoid that person. I call up later. I go by instinct because I have never been prepared for it, and I know that sooner or later I will go through it. And uh, I would like to be prepared. I wouldn't like to be one of those people who. uh get shattered because uh you know like i said life will go on and it must go on and it's something i would like to teach my children and the people close to me as i always tell my husband if anything happens to me i would like you to go on and so that we need to be prepared so that this conversation needs to happen we've done it with our children as well uh that uh, you know we have uh, whenever they talked about it there is a need where they find it very interesting and they say things like mama when we grow up you'll be dead and we have never mm-hmm. discouraged that conversation they have asked will we ever be dead and we have always said yes we have approached it very matter of fact so i think this is a very important conversation of how to approach the subject with uh, your children which is where i'm coming from and mm-hmm. with other people like me who don't know what to do and who go by instinct Uh, so it's a subject that absolutely must be talked about it's very interesting because i think hardly 15 minutes back i i wrote something on facebook uh, addressing a a friend who had put up a picture of a cat uh, and written about some male cat coming and killing one of the kittens uh, in our compound oh. or something and uh, it just took me back to one of the first times i had a brush with death because uh, there was a cat who came and gave birth to a 
you kittens in in one of her cupboards because the door of the small cupboard oh. was open and she went inside there were little clothes lying there so she found it very warm and proper yeah she gave birth and we didn't know how to deal with it once we realized because they can be quite ferocious during that time oh yeah and uh, the male irrespective of that and we used to feed her milk uh, and some stuff i don't remember what and uh, the male cat did come after 3 days and tried to take away in in the fight that happened the one of the kittens got killed and uh, as a kid i almost saw everything happening we were just watching because it was mesmerizing that in terms of seeing two cats fight yeah it's fascinating and the value of human nature yeah yeah fight death destruction is very fascinating it is and so because of what you <clears throat> what you just said it took me it took me back to my childhood and how i the sense of loss was palpable like i i could yeah. see the kitten hadn't started and you didn't know how to react but you there was a sense of loss there was a sense of comfort as well okay, okay it is dead it's not hurt because uh, that is another thing as a kid you fear falling down hurting yourself or like i think all human fears so that was a sense of consolation that okay at least it's dead and uh, the male has been hurt and he's ran away so the rest of them are safe so there is like lot of conflicting emotions um this is one thing that i wanted to bring up uh, another thing while we were talking came to me was uh because of uh, my meditation practice and uh, the kind of theory uh, that we focused on in our initial learning period so uh, the buddha has described uh, impermanence uh, and and its cons- consequence suffering that we go through not as just suffering he also says when we are happy uh, and that moment of happiness goes away there is a sense of loss there is a sense of suffering about that as well yes and uh, loosely a lot of monks call it dissatisfaction um, yeah i i love that term because after i realigned myself to this new meaning of quote unquote death impermanence whatever this yeah. dissatisfaction with what changes i think it just eased the entire concern of loss itself do you think it makes sense and uh, how would you relook at things if seen from that perspective no i don't know uh, how i would explain it ah. the only thing that i can say is that every time i've lost someone in my life hmm. i have turned to philosophy to books to um, even uh, uh, you know hanging out with friends and doing some really bizarre and strange things because we all try to cope with the grief mm. okay we all try to cope with the grief and we all find our own ways of doing it i remember recently a very dear friend passed away and uh, his sister flew down from another city and uh, she was talking and she was very calm and very peaceful and uh, it was on the day that he passed away she was on a flight the whole day and every time she she was stopping at any 
she had a hopping flight. She was stopping mm-hmm. everywhere. We would call, we would talk, and uh, a lot of us would talk. And then some of the friends called and said, "You know, it doesn't seem like it's affected her. Are we overreacting and being overprotective?" And I thought about it. I thought that that's true. She is not reacting the way we are expecting her to react. You know, the breaking down and the crying. She is laughing at stupid jokes. She is cracking stupid jokes. She is mm-hmm. talking about him. There are times when she is completely talking about practical stuff that I need to plan a funeral. I need to wind up the house. Uh, can you help me get a lawyer? All of that. It's a coping mechanism. It's not that. she is not feeling the loss it's just that she at this point is not dealing with the entire loss but the entire practical aspect which is helping her deal with it and when she finds the time she will process the grief and we all process the grief in different ways some people fall apart some people think you know philosophize and say dissatisfaction or the sense of loss and mm. nothing is permanent we all trying to find solace in things that we all do i remember uh, about 10 years ago i lost an aunt while i was on my honeymoon and this is my aunt who is extremely close to me and while it was shattering and 10 years later i still uh, it still hurts to think about her to talk about her i inevitably pick up my phone uh, to call her on festivals because oh. that's been my life forever and uh, i still do it i'll wear a particular saree and i'll think oh you know she would have loved this one or uh, you know my kids will say something and i'll say oh my god she would have really laughed so uh, although i did not cry even once because i was at the beginning of a new life i just got married i was on my honeymoon yeah so what helped me cope was that i was at the beginning of a new life so i had somewhere to focus my energies on who knows how i would have reacted if that had not been the situation so we all find our own ways we all find our own philosophies so while the monk saying it's not nothing is permanent and i agree with that and happiness is not and sadness is not uh, we all wish it were mm. you know if if it was possible that we'd lose no one in our life why no one nothing i would say if i didn't have to lose that childhood doll or you know that old uh, t-shirt that i used to wear in school i would love that as well because we tend to find uh, you know form attachment and uh, i often hear people saying that it's not a good idea to get very attached to something and i think no you must because if you i know you're going to feel a great sense of loss when that person or that thing goes away but uh, you know count your blessings better to hello so we all find our own ways of uh, coping we all find our own philosophies uh, there are people who say uh, after me you know i don't want you to sit around and cry i keep saying that when i die i need all of you to have a party please don't come at school and i'll my funeral come there looking good Mm-hmm. There's a list, music list already with a DJ to play at the party mm-hmm. because I love mm-hmm. dancing and all of that. We all have our own way of coping. Yeah. While there'll be people who say dance kar dena ya, you know, mere aashiq ko har baar le jana. That even with our own mortality, we all deal in different ways. Yeah. I have a housewife who's terrified of dying, and nothing you can say can change that. 
तो शी वॉन्ट द होल यू नो द पूजा करना एंड द दान करना ये करना और तेरह दिन में ऐसे करना बिकॉज शी वॉन्ट दैट फॉर फिलोसफी शी वॉन्ट्स टू मूव ऑन तो वी ऑल कोल फाइंड आर ओन फिलोसफी ऑफ आइडेंटिफाई विथ एन ऑलरेडी एग्जिस्टिंग वन I find uh, one of the things that you said is quite interesting. Uh, obviously, these are uh, points of view that everyone has about their own mortality and uh, loss yeah. of other loved ones. Uh, but somewhere where you brought in the aspect of uh, accepting the truth for what it is, yeah. in the sense of not running away from the subject at any point of time while you are living and healthy there is right. one way to approach it when you are unhealthy and when you are feeling fearful then you accept that you are fearful and moving in that direction somebody wants prayers and uh, donations to be made in their name so that they are in peace now and later so be it the idea is how how often can we keep engaging with the subject to understand ourselves and our feelings about it and accepting as much as we can instead of trying to mystify it any more than it is you know uh, i think moderation is the key everywhere we shouldn't even uh, uh, like you said the philosophy reading about it from the monks i have a husband who reads about every subject i have never read about this subject hmm. is this something that come upon as life has gone on because one is oh by the way yesterday uh, i lost someone who uh, who met known since i was a kid and uh, uh, we haven't been in touch there's a deep sadness that this is a person who is exactly my age and uh, he's gone due to covid and a lot of people are gone uh, so why there's a sense of deep despair not just for this person man i lost But when you stop for a minute, and I, I think I'm meandering. Am I? No, please do. Okay. The idea of the podcast is to think aloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm literally thinking aloud. So mm-hmm. I've never read anything on death. I have never explored it. I have never chased it down. But I've never shied away from discussion, whether it is with my children or my parents or friends, and I deal with it the best that I can. So uh, when. Uh, this entire covid situation was going on i was volunteering and um, my family was in the hospital my father was on the edge thankfully he's back home and i'm touching wood as i'm saying uh yeah so uh, and i was volunteering there was no time to think about it uh, barely sleeping and there was a whole lot of us and i wasn't the only one half this country was doing that Mm. and this is the reason i think we got uh, where we got today that a lot of it is solved thanks to the ordinary human beings but every single human being whether they lost someone uh, personally in their family or on a global level the sorrow has been immense so some people coped by volunteering and saying there will be no more some people act economically saying i will do the best that i can do uh there will be there were those just that's of thing you know i was getting overwhelmed i wasn't being able to sleep and then some of them are reacting like i'm reacting now <laughs> completely unable to sleep and that is also processing grief i'm processing grief on a very very global level you know i didn't know 
most of the people who have moved on during this period. I do know their families. I have looked at their people for help. I do know that there are these families that are now going to have one person left. Yeah. You know, and however inevitable it may be, it has happened, and it is inevitable. If it hasn't happened now, it's going to happen tomorrow. Your voice is disappearing. Are you moving? No, I'm not. I'm actually in the field. No, I cannot hear you clearly yet. Okay, I'll just shift a bit. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah, this sounds better. Okay, so uh, you know it would have come if it hadn't happened this at this time. It would have happened sooner or later—an accident, illness, natural causes, old age—and we would, in any case, have had to process this grief. So I mm-hmm. think processing the grief is very important, and we must allow ourselves to feel grief. That feeling, you know, that pressure that uh, we put on ourselves and that society puts on us. What happens when someone passes away? What do we say? I have uh, the scenarios that I've seen. Okay, I've mine lost a baby, mm-hmm. and uh, someone came and put an. This is not now. This is a while ago. Mm. And uh, someone came and put an arm around her. She was young. She was healthy, and said, "Don't worry, there will be more." That's a subtle way of telling you, "Don't be sad." Mm. Okay. Or uh, when someone passes away, and people come and put an arm around you and say. She is in a better place, or he is in a better place, or the suffering has ended. Mm. Again, saying, "Don't, don't be sad," or you know, you, uh, your uh, uh, parents have passed away, and now it's your responsibility. Up to tum dhar ke bade ho. Be strong. Actually, saying, "Don't process grief." While I personally think that the only thing, and, and I honestly admit, yeah, I don't know what to say. I get very lost when a situation like this happens. I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I'm likely to say the most inappropriate things. But the one thing that I do think people should say is simply, "Hey, I know this happened. Is there anything I can do?" Yeah. Or when you need to talk, or when you have something to say. Or when you need someone to shoot the breeze with, or practically take care of something, please give me a call. I'm right here, and then to actually answer the call. The other thing is when it's someone else, when it immediately happens, you know the whole world turns up, starts making those calls, you start getting those messages. Uh, you know people start messaging you, calling you, lining up at your place, saying, "Oh, oh, oh." क्या हुआ कैसे हुआ वो नहीं कैसे हुआ वाई डू वॉन्ट सेंट टू रीलिव इट आउटिंग दैट सेकेंडली यूर ऑल्सर Your voice, your voice is going intermittently. Yeah. Okay. Uh, better. Yeah, you. When you said secondly, after that, uh, it's been coming and going. So can you repeat what you said? Yes. So secondly, where people, uh, uh, you know, mark their presence on day one and day two, they land up, and they're all there for you and helping you out. And sure, that's when you need a lot of practical help. 
But, uh, uh, you know, after that is when the loneliness was a sign. This is also a degree. And showing up at that time is very important. Allowing people to grieve is very important. If someone comes out with you or meets you and just wants to sit and talk about the disease, it's very important to hear them out. We shouldn't say rules who they are. That, that should not be done. I wouldn't want anyone to do that. I would want people to let me talk it out to process the grief. So show up later. I've always shown up a week late or 10 days late or even a month late because that's when the loneliness has set in. And that is what I would want the people to do to me as well. That if it ever happens to me. Hmm. Be there at a time when I need it. Don't just pass your presence. Don't be the shok sabha. Yeah. You know, no one needs 50 people hanging around you at that time telling you to be strong. At that particular time, you are strong. It's later on, and I don't, I, I've seen someone very, very close to me who lost her husband at a very young age. She's remarried now and very happily married. She married a great guy. But uh, I think that the grief never goes away. She married, mm. but it was not a relationship that ended. And most of your relationships never end. There's never closure. And you have to accept that the person is going to feel grief at all or not. For the rest of their life, then you have to allow it. Hmm. I think we have to accept that we don't need to be strong all the time. Even for our kids, because if we protect them 24-7, don't let them see our weaknesses, it sends them the wrong signal that this is how they are going to have to behave. They don't. Falling apart is one of the things to deal. Yeah. I, I like the fact that you're, uh, you're normalizing grief in the sense of saying falling apart is a wonderful thing because it, uh, it helps us heal. Uh, is there, is there a pressure? Uh, why is there a pressure? Because you've been mentioning about the pressure for a while now in terms of different ways how we use words to stop people from grieving. Can you hear me? I firmly believe that it is discomfort because none of us and absolutely none of us know how to deal with someone else's grief or even our own. We don't know what to say. We are comfortable about around grief we are, uh, and we grieve, we worry more about our own mortality and about someone else's because it's the way. We don't know if that Atma thing is real. We don't know where the soul goes or even if the soul is real. We don't know uh, whether that person is actually turning into our guardian and looking after us. So stories that we have made for our comfort and we believe in them because we don't know what else to believe. What are you going to do? We all need something to believe in. We believe in it. And uh, none of us know what is the great philosophers because these are all philosophies. They are not truths and none of us know the truth because none of us sitting here on this earth talking to each other have experienced it. So, we don't. so it is the great unknown and a little fearful. And when someone is processing grief, whether it is grief over a or a broken relationship, or 
bit of love or not love one or like I, I can't sleep right now. Completely unable to sleep. Uh, you know, people don't know what to do with your grief. I don't know what to do with anyone's grief. This is why I told that person. I will send a message, but after that, I'm going to have to figure out what I want to say so that I don't say. You can't expect someone to be strong after, right after someone has lost someone. You can't be strong. You can't tell a child now that your mother is no more. You are the woman of the house. She's not. She's not her own mother. She's no one's mother. She's a child. She may be a teenager. She may be twenty. She may be in her thirties. She's not going to be the mother. You can't tell a boy that now that your father is no more, you are the grown-up in the family. He is going to do his growing up in his own time, and we say this because we are uncomfortable. We don't know what else to say to the person. What do we say in a situation like this? I how I, can I comfort someone? I personally, what I try and do because you really forced me to think. What do I do? Uh, my proximity to a lot of people who've uh, had to deal with loss at different points of time. Uh, yeah. has forced me to think on these things and i have always tried to uh either say may they be in peace because that's okay. something that we are all uh, hoping and wishing for ourselves so yeah. also and also share something of my vulnerability if i can at that point of time rather than give yeah. any kind of cliched uh it will be all right or it was god's wish or any i don't yeah. say any of these things uh if i can't stay silent uh, which is most of the time i think but i'll yeah. i'll either i tell them what i really feel about it ki i loved him or i loved her or uh, or sometimes i even make them smile and laugh uh, reminding yeah. them of a memory which is ke oh she did this well or he did this well uh mm. i uh, recently lost my wife about a couple of months earlier and uh, me and my wife and a friend and his wife had gone with us for a trip that was that we had to take for some reason and uh, while everyone was trying to come and condole uh, give their condolences and stuff like that uh this friend's wife and was actually reminding me of you know what uh, you don't know this but when you did this and behind your back she landed up doing this you were saying you shouldn't eat this she was not supposed to eat something so she yeah. had this full plate she enjoyed it thoroughly so today i am telling you and we were both laughing and this mm-hmm. is right at the funeral itself and uh, exactly. that's the way you know when you meet and talk about the person and uh, like a like a normal conversation and then there was somebody that we respect very much he he was he broke down and uh, she was speaking no but you know what she had a very good time and this is the most that we all expect to be happy i think the context at least for uh, even for me it was there is a sense of finality to that i do not there are no emotions on the spot on the spot things have to be done you have exactly. to take care of family you have to take care of friends people who are coming in the the activities that are required to be done in as per tradition uh, respecting the tradition respecting our elders respecting people who come all of it uh, arranging basics like water and whatever but besides that there is a finality 
there is no processing that is going to happen right away the moment you find out for a minute or two or five minutes is there is this processing then there is this world and then there is this processing that you talked about sometimes after 13 days sometimes after a month where you where you are with your own emotions and you want to and you can be just normal about it i what i like about this entire conversation and uh, it's been it's been only one sided in the sense of we have really uh, taken a topic that has not been taken on this podcast before yes which yes. is how to deal with grief not, not just on this podcast uh, banti i think most people are boys talking about it yeah. i have rarely uh, except from the philosophers i've never come across normal people like us having a conversation on this topic yeah i think uh, i would i would want to leave it vague and ended somewhere here because i would want people to sit with this discomfort of not knowing it's okay not to know yes and it's and just deal with these various examples that you gave uh, you've given some beautiful yes. examples in terms of parents in terms of uh, kids losing their parents in terms of spouses yes. losing each other and the kind of maybe wrong societal uh, pressures that we try and put i think it's been a exactly beautiful conversation because <laughs> i can never plan what comes out but this is this is so <laughs> hugely uh, covering a topic that i would not think of covering otherwise you know i must tell you this that every time i talk to you i discover something within myself <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> the topic itself is let me get to a lot of depth and gravity <laughs> So thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for hearing me out. Yeah. Thank you.